Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello, welcome and welcome back. Now, Every once in a while, there's a question that will come to me to be answered. I have two questions. And um, the funny thing about this, not funny, haha, very peculiar, is a question. uh, Many times these questions are very diverse. And I mean diverse. So the first thing, um, the first question I'm going to say is just like a typical question. Then the second one is going to be a little more um interesting i'll say that okay the first question that i have is um and this person doesn't want her name out there a lot of times they don't really want their name out there i don't know why but um the first question is what if you have a loved one or a family member whose heart is wicked what do you do um, I have had questions similar to that, but not phrased in that way. Some questions can come to me like, what if I have a, somebody who's a non-believer or um, somebody who's not doing right? Whatever. It will present itself in that way. But this question is a little different, which pretty much have the same answer that I answered um that I would answer if somebody came to me and said what if I have a non-believer um it's pretty much a non-believer somebody whose heart is wicked a lot of times uh this person is a non-believer or this person has never been introduced to being a believer sometimes And I'm talking about both flocks and everybody. You know, I always focus on um, children of Israel, but there's other people that ask questions too. Now I would say this, I'm going to, I'm going to section it off. Still the same answer though. (laughs) But um, if this is a, if this is a child of Israel and their heart is wicked, I would say this. In the Testament of the 12 patriarchs, right? The um, our ancestors, which are the twelve, the actual twelve patriarchs of Yasharel, 
who is Yaakov. They warned their progeny that something like this would happen. They warned their progeny. Now, um, the Most High gave our ancestors, children of Israel, the end from the beginning. And what that means is he already told our ancestors that your progeny, they're not going to believe in me. They're going to be wicked. They're going to be doing all this ruthless stuff. They're going to be following behind other nations. They're going to be acting like other nations. And I'm going to react. Now, if you follow me in the Cliff Note sessions and all the rest of my lessons, this is what I talk about constantly. The expectation of the Most High in the beginning was that the children of Israel listened to the lower statutes, precepts, and commands. In order for you to get all of that, our original ancestors, the 12 and um, Abraham himself, the Most High presented himself to Abraham. Mm -hmm. His job was to introduce his progeny to the Most High. Okay, so we're one on from Abraham, then um, Mizjak, then um, Yaakov, Moshe, all of them. And the uh, laws and the um, commands came in a form of writing on the tablets. Most High wrote them Ten Commandments on them tablets. And they were supposed to um, adhere to them. Now, the uh, statutes and precepts, everything that the Most High says is the statute and precept, which becomes a law. And it, you can go to my um, platform library and um, listen to the law, statutes, precepts, and commands. And you will know that uh, the Most High's expectation is for you to adhere to what he says. That's the point. Because sin abounds, there's guidelines that you have to stay in. So if you were never taught that, children of Israel, you have to think about this. Check your morality. Check um, what your parents taught you. You this this um, this faith is passed down. Because the children of Israel are in the position that they're in, it could be a chance that they don't have the faith. They were never taught that. I was having a conversation with somebody, and they're religious, and they said that they teach religious studies. And we were talking, and she's a Gentile, and um, she was kind of surprised that I did. Uh, um, I did. She knew that I um, have a podcast, but she says she teaches, and she teaches um, religion, um, Catholic religion. And what she said was, um, um, she understood what I was saying to a point because I was trying to explain to her the truth while she was trying to explain to me religion, and. Um, I'm not going to say it, it didn't go well. It did, but I, I can um, see the disconnect. And it's kind of hard when you uh, were taught something all your life. I already said this before. You have a, um, a foundation and a lie. That's basically what it is. Um, I can't sugarcoat this. I cannot sugarcoat this. 
and neither should you, but you don't have to beat people with your words. You can explain to them the truth because me, myself, and the people who listen on this platform library, you must walk the truth. You got to talk the truth. You got to bask in the glow of the truth. You got to surrender to the truth, wear the truth, breathe the truth, meditate on truth, live in truth, because it will protect you and deliver you. But sometimes when you talk to, especially um, Gentiles, they look at you like you got three heads, especially if you're a melanated person, because the expectation is for you to be just as religious or you don't know anything. And that's not to um, insult the person who I had the conversation with. It's just reality and the truth. Now, trying to explain to her the difference between spirituality and religion was kind of difficult because she said that she teaches religion and she's, tr she's surprised that people don't believe in, uh, she said, God, I'm going to use the words that she said. Um. And I'm getting back to the point of non-belief, but this has something to do with it. She said when she teaches them, now remember, she's a Catholic teacher. When she teaches them, she's surprised that they don't believe in God. And that she tries to teach them that. And I said, because they would, I said, first of all, religion and spirituality is two different things. Um, and you have, now I have five minutes to talk to her. So I tried to, um, wrap everything up in a nice bow and we understand that you can't explain our whole situation in five minutes so i think that's where the disconnect came from not only that remember when you're when your foundation is rocked nobody likes it nobody likes an earthquake understand that nobody likes an earthquake because the earth moving under your feet is serious because you don't know where you're gonna land and you don't know what's gonna happen okay figuratively and, and uh, literally too, in an earthquake, you don't know where you're going to land, but in a spiritual earthquake, in a truthfully earthquake, in the word being delivered to you and rocking the foundation of religion, the same thing happens. So what I said to her is you must be taught, just like you're teaching these people religion, you must be taught faith. You have to. And she looked at me and she was like, she didn't really think, she she never gave that conscious thought. Because if she had, she would have never made that comment about she's surprised that they don't believe in God. And then she said something about Jesus and all this stuff. And then I told her the real name and she looked at me and I looked at her and I said, yes, that's the real name. And then I had to give her information about where all this stuff took place where the original people, humans came from. I mean, this was a five, five minutes, literally five minutes, okay? And it wasn't five seconds, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. It was, if you look at your clock from the big hand going from the 12 to the one, which is five minutes, that's how much I had to explain to her. Now, naturally in my head, I'm thinking she took what I said with a grain of thought, but I'm sure in regards to religion, believing in religion, and just having a spiritual understanding of who you are rung a bell. If it didn't um, make her rethink what she was going to teach. So just like um, 
that I would say, children of Israel, sometimes people are not taught who they are. Uh, the Most High said that wickedness is going to be in the children of Israel, he told uh, the uh, patriarchs. And he said that he's going to be weeding out rebels and he's going to be testing people too. This is all throughout the scriptures. It's not in one block of scriptures. So my answer is, if your parents, if your grandparents, if somebody who loved and nurtured you or is paying attention to you enough to um, give you information about spirituality, you're not going to have it. Okay. Um, not only are you not going to have it, because you don't have it, you don't know who you are. This is why I continually say and consistently say, you must know who you are and who you belong to, especially the children of Israel. Because if you don't know who you are, then you're not going to act right. You're going to act like everybody else. If you don't know who you belong to, then you don't have a model to focus your walk with. You don't have the most high to walk with. So what else do you have? It's only righteousness and wickedness in the world. There is no middle. And I'm going to do a lesson on the middle. Because if you think you're going to walk the middle, honey, no. It's still wickedness. It's only wickedness and righteousness. The middle is wickedness. And Yeshua said, I wish you was hot or cold. But since you're neither, I'm going to spew you out my mouth. What does that mean? He said he's going to spit you out because you warm. The most high don't want warm. Okay, you're going to be hot for the most high or you're going to be cold for the devil. What you going to do? So my answer for the children of Israel is open up your heart and let somebody pray for you. Number one, there's always somebody in the children of Israel praying for somebody else. Half the people that's walking around, that's the children of Israel, still walking around because somebody's praying for them. And that's the truth. Your grandmother, your mother, your grandfather, your uncle, your auntie, your cousin, somebody's praying for you because you wicked. There's some wicked children of Israel. That's why the Most High said that he was going to weed out the rebels. You're a rebel because you're going against the grain. The grain and the expectation of the children of Israel is to follow the most high. And the reason why we're not doing it is because our ancestors been stiff-necked and they didn't teach their children. In the beginning, if you go to my lessons, the most high says, this is in the beginning, Exodus, um, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, um, the most high is telling the children of Israel, write it everywhere, teach your children. He's telling them over and over the laws and the statutes, okay, and his precepts and commands. Tell all your kids all the time, constantly. Tell them, remind them to mind me. Remind them. And what do they do? Ignore him. This is why we're in the situation we're in. So um, I'm going to give you the full answer. The full answer is pray for your loved one. If you know the word, if you know about the most high, truthfully, not God and Jesus, sometimes some of us are um, introduced to those um, concepts when we're young. But when we start knowing better and knowing the truth, then the expectation is to do better. So um, 
Prayer is always an answer. Number one, pray for your loved one. Even though you're still using Jesus and God, and you shouldn't, especially if you're listening to this platform or other platforms that um, is giving you true understanding of why things are the way they are and how they changed, um, you need to um, be praying for everybody in your house because there's going to come a time when some people ain't going to be going. Some people's going to be picked. Some people's not. This is in the New Testament, honey. Just pray for everybody. Um, pray with a full heart. Pray with a humble heart. The Most High reads the hearts, honey. That's what the Ruach does. He searches the hearts of men. That's what one of the jobs of the Ruach. So um, pray for your uh, pray for your um, loved one. Support your loved one. Have some conversations with your loved one. Help your loved one to see themselves for real, the way they are. Um, I already told you in psychology, um, it is called self-evaluation. And um, in psychology, it states that people are not capable of fulfilling self-actualization. Um, I said self-evaluation, didn't I? It's self-actualization, <laughs> meaning being able to see yourself in your true form, being able to see life in its true form. And according to psychologists, you can't achieve that. And I say, nay, you can. Because when you are um, when you are listening to the truth, who is the Ruach? The Ruach is going to bring you truth. Not only are you going to see yourself in reality, meaning you need to be humble all the time because at any time you could become wretched because the devil is who he is. That's number one. Number two, you need to see life and improve your walk with the most high all the time. Okay. Because the expectation is for you to spiritually elevate. Okay. And not stay stagnant. So prayer, conversations, introducing that person to the most high if they have never been. I understand that time. Um, times are hard for a lot of people, especially um, since uh, 2019. More people are depressed. More people um, have this thought and feeling of gloom and doom. People don't know where to turn. Even the church doesn't have enough answers to stop somebody from ending their life. But I'm going to tell you this, the most high does. And people really need to, they need to know the tr truth and they need to be seeking the truth. For real, for real. So that's my answer. That's the answer for the children of Israel and for the uh, Gentiles. For the Gentiles who are more than likely, if they're Gentiles, they're of the second flock. They need to be introduced to the Most High. For real, truthfully. They also need to get rid of God, Jesus, and whatever else lies that they've been taught in the religion that they were in. Like I said, a lot of people were taught religion, uh, their doctrines, the false doctrines that were taught. Uh, they live by it. They walk by it. They stand on it. And it's not real. So when the truth does come and shake the foundations, because the most I say he is going to shake the foundation of the earth and whatever doesn't stick is being done away with. Okay. That's in the scriptures. When the truth comes 
And your job, because most High said he's going to pour out his spirit and your job, you get this, the job of um, ministering and doing whatever it is that you get the job of doing. Then you make sure you do your part because the expectation from the most high is for you to do your part if he gave it to you. So um, introduce uh, the person to the most high if they haven't been. Reiterate it if it was and it was lost in translation or um, there's so many sorrows and woes that's in their life that they don't even think about the most high. You need to reiterate that or reintroduce that and let them hold on to that. Uh, humility doesn't hurt, okay? Because if you don't have a humble heart, the most high can't get to you. And prayer, a lot of prayer, um, I would say. That's my answer to that. Okay, so that's that's uh, number one. Um, this other one, <laughs> I'm not laughing, but I'm laughing. This one is um, contributing to the economy. Now, the actual question was, can somebody um, collect Social Security who never worked? That's the, that's the question. Now, I know whoever's listening may think, what does that have to do with the um, cliff notes and spirituality and all that? But I told you, everything is relevant because we're all human beings and we're all a fleshly, we're wearing fleshly coats on this physical realm. We have to go by certain rules, laws, and regulations on earth, okay? Remember, there's laws, rules, and regulations everywhere, okay? Aside from the most highs, laws, statutes, precepts, and commands, and we must follow them since we are here. So this is in regards to the United States because it's a, it's a person who's asking me this question, and naturally the person understands uh, where I used to work. So this is somebody I knew actually asked me this question. And I felt like, okay, well, that's a legitimate question. Let me answer the question. I'm sure somebody else has um, a question about this, or maybe they don't, and I'm giving them something to think about. Hold on, we'll bring. Okay. Now this person asked the question like this. Can somebody who never worked Collect Social Security now and get benefits. They want to know about the benefits and uh, the Social Security and the benefits that it has in Social Security. Now, this person is of a certain age, but I'm going to make this answer. I'm going to make it broad because I'm not going to go into Social Security and this and that. If you really want to understand Social Security itself, and it's a federal program, if you want to understand it, people in the United States, my suggestion is for you to go to the Social Security Administration website and they will answer all questions or call their 1-800 number. Um, the person understood that I had the answer to it, so he asked me the question. And I'm going to say this. The reason why I want to say this is because there's a lot of people that I've been reading. Every day I wake up, I look at the news and I record the news, not just um, videos, 
but um, newspaper clippings and all that, I record it. And there's a, there's a reason why I do that. And I've been doing that for many years. Everything is relevant in this earth. Everything, everything, everything. Okay? So there's, I've been reading um, a lot of articles about people, young people not wanting to work. Young people walking off their job. Young people um, barely doing nothing because they're not happy with their job. Now, I've already been through this. And explaining to uh, young people in regards to their duties and what they needed to do um, in order to deal with the rat race that is the United States. Um, I explained about education. I explained about um, training. I explained about um, uh, being able to work for yourself, whatever it is, because you have to uh, play the game and it's kind of like Monopoly. You have to play the game in the United States in order to, uh, to live, not to survive, to live. Surviving is barely getting by, okay? And that's what social service does because social service was meant for you to barely survive, for you to get up and go work. This is why there's certain percentiles that you have to, percentiles, that you have to live in in order to receive social services. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about social security administration. Now I'm gonna make this real broad. And like I said, if you want to find out specifics, then I suggest you go to the social uh, security website and get the specifics. But I'm gonna make this broad just to let you know some things, young people. When you are born, you are born with a social security number. In the United States, when you're born, you are given a social security number. That social security number is you, a piece of paper or a, 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 what is it, 12 numbers? Wait, three, six, 10 numbers. These 10 numbers is you. You're not a human being, according to the United States. You're a number. When you're born, when they sign that social security number, they signed, I mean, sorry, that birth certificate, they signed you into the workforce of the United States. So you are a battery that works for the United States. And I'm just saying battery, but you're a human being that the expectation is for you to, uh, um, to um, work the economy or um, build the economy with the social security number. You, Whatever you do, whatever workforce you go in, you are paying into social security for the older people that did it for the older people than the older people before that. That's how the economy runs. Along with taxes and all this stuff, because it is being taken out of your check, FICA, social security, and all this other stuff, and local municipal, um, local and state taxes all taken out um, from you when you work. Now, this has been going on hundreds of years okay since they put everything in this has been going on however things are changing now there's a lot of people young people that feel like they don't want to work now whether you want to work or not is up to you i'm not telling you you should go to work i'm not telling you not to go to work what i'm saying is to be smart okay and I'm telling you, if you want to live and not survive, 
you're going to do what you got to do. And that does not mean something that's unlawful. Because I, I, I do not mean that. Because I need people to understand that. I need to be clear as a bell. Okay? Now, back to the social security number. In, um, in a ideal sense of uh, social security, what happens is, like I said, you're born with a social security number. And when you get of age, um, most of the time they say 15 or 16, because you can have a little job. Even at 14, you can. Um, you can have a little job and there's stipulations until you get a certain age, probably 17 or 18. Then you can work a regular job because by law, you can only work for four hours if you're 14, 15, 16, right? Even in some cases, some people say, oh, I never heard of working at 14, but you actually can. Um, but it's certain programs that the, give, the government will give to people um, in um, impoverished areas and stuff like that. And it's kind of like a camp counselor or something like that. Little summer jobs like that. Um, what happens is it will count on your, I'll just say social security bank. I will say that. And what happens is um, you get certain amount of credits. Now the credit system is relatively new. I would say maybe 10 years. Probably five years, it could be. But prior to that, it was just the number of years that you worked. But now it goes towards this kind of credit system. And I'm not going to explain that. But I will say this. Um, when you work, and I'm talking about the ideal situation. When you work, say like you worked at 15, 16, whatever it was, and you continue to work until you're 65, right? They're changing it if they haven't changed it already to 70. But just say. You put all your money in this bank of Social Security, okay? So while you're working, you're young, 16, 26, 36, 46, 56, and you get ready to go to um, 65, right? While you did all of that working, that money that they took out, and they take out almost half the money, um, that goes, and this is everybody, that goes to the people that's older. Because when they were young, they had to give the same way. So you are actually working for all the people that are collecting Social Security. And when you get older, the expectation is for you to, um, to collect what the younger people today are um, working for. Now, the problem with that is, hold on. Hold on. The problem with that is a lot of people don't want to work now. A lot of young people. And what contributes to that? Media. Social media. So today, you know, yesterday's children who wanted to be doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs, whatever it is, whatever they wanted to be, that would contribute, and I'm I'm just joking when it comes down to Indian chiefs, but uh, they want to contribute. I mean, whatever they wanted to be would would contribute to Social Security, even if they want to have their own business. It would contribute to Social Security because there's a lot of taxes taken out of businesses. Okay, but they also get a lot of tax breaks. Just saying. Um, so. The expectation uh, from the government to the people is that wherever, whatever area you went into, whether you went to college, whether you got a training program, 
whether you learn something yourself, whatever it is, you were still educated to learn how to do a particular thing because that's what education is. Um, and the expectation would was that you would contribute to social security, okay? And that's fine with a lot of people. And it been that way until now. Many people don't want to do that. They want to be um, YouTube sensations and all this other nonsense, which brings up a lot of issues. A lot, a lot, a lot. And I'm not going to go into them issues because they fighting them right now. All you got to do is go on, um, go on the news and find out uh, what China's doing. Okay. As a matter of fact, I tried to warn a young person about that and she didn't care one way or the other about nobody stealing her personal information or whatever else. But anyway, that's another thing. Okay, so now people want to be YouTube sensations and all this other stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say this. Like I said, I'm not trying to uh, sway anybody left or right. I'm just bringing out the truth. The truth about that is being a, uh, a, a YouTube person or a or a, uh, what is that other one I just said? Um, TikTok. TikTok, I meant, not YouTube. Uh, TikTok, China is stealing people's information. But um, a TikTok star, a YouTube star, or whoever star, <laughs> they want to make quote-unquote careers out of it, which people do donate money. But if you're accumulating a certain amount of money, you're going to get the taxes taken out of it but you're a YouTube person. And I, like I said, I'm not saying um, it in a bad way, but most people who wanted to, um, their aspirations long ago was something that contributed to society. And now it's not. Hearing people talk and stuff like that is okay, but there's a difference between being um a contributing member to society, like a farmer or a uh, someone who cares for other people, a nurse, um, someone who um, in any area, in any area, contributes to society. YouTubers and um, TikTokers, they're influencers, which is different. So, like I said, I'm not saying is good or bad because there's some social media people that do have influence in a positive way but a lot of others have influence in a indifferent way like who cares and i'm trying i'm not trying to be mean i'm just saying in the grand scheme of helping other people dancing and doing all this other stuff and talking about other people is not helpful or productive. Now, it could be lucrative because people are um, distracted to the nth degree. But aside from that, learn how to put on makeup or put on clothes and this and that. Like I said, I'm not down in it, but um, what is the real benefit in your life? That's what you got to ask. Is it really beneficial to somebody's life to the point that, okay, um, I'm going to aspire to do that. And my answer is no, but your answer could be yes. 
But then again, you got to think nurse, doctor, um, lawyer, um, psychologist, um, whatever, farmer, uh, uh, somebody who drives a truck. Those are beneficial um, careers. Is an influencer really a career? It could be for them, but what is it really teaching you that's beneficial? How to put on clothes, how to put on makeup. I don't even want to get into the makeup part because child, the spirits made that up. Anyway, um, uh, and all this other stuff, I'm not putting you down, but you really have to think about that. You got to think about it. Now, and you may even make money, right? But after a while, people are going to be less distracted and they, they, it's, they, it's quick for people nowadays attention to go on something else. So you may not make the money that you was in the beginning. And I say that to say that that's not a career quote unquote, that you want to go in because it's volatile. You don't know from one way or another how long it's going to last. Whereas if you have the credentials to do X, Y, and Z, because if you're a truck driver, if you're a truck driver, you need the credentials to drive the truck. Okay. If you're a Mason, you need the credential to be a Mason. Not unless you're doing it for yourself and for somebody you know. Because if you're doing it professionally, you sure better have a credential. Because they're not doing it. They're not taking a chance on you. Because if something happens to somebody's whatever, they can sue you for everything you have. And we're not going to go down that road. But I'm just saying. You have to have some kind of credential or knowledge um, and proof that you could do something. And that's what we are in an age that show me, show me the credentials, show me. That's what we are. We don't, we don't take people's word for nothing. You have to show me that you know how to do something. So um, with that being said, the volatile um, finances in regards to being a influencer is not permanent. It's volatile as in your money might go up, your money might go down. Can you live on a fluctuating income? Um, a lot of people are not comfortable with fluctuating incomes. I mean, to the point that you're not getting no money at one, maybe one year you was making a whole bunch of money and then you don't have that money because you're squandering it. And then the next year you still be in this influencer and um, the money's not there. So now you got to do something else. I just say that to say young people are not working and they're not contributing. Not only that, in Congress is a fight. Okay. The red wing and the blue wing of the same bird is fighting. They're fighting. And um, the right wing doesn't want social security. Now, a lot of times the right wing will do all of this nefarious stuff to everybody else, fighting with the left wing, knowing that they both two sides of the same bird. And what they do is hurt the hurt American people because one person, one side, which is the right side, wants to bully people and say, oh, Social Security shouldn't exist. We should take it. We should do this. We should do that. I'm going to get on Social Security in one minute, but I'm talking about the situation itself. Um, we should take it away. We should do this. We should do that. Two problems with that. 
number one, a lot of the right wings people, they're rich. So they couldn't care less. Now, Social Security is entitled to everybody who ever worked or people who own businesses, who employ people and all that stuff. They do contribute. But these um, right wingers, a lot of them is rich. They don't need it. They don't need it. Social Security is nothing but pocket change to them. Okay. That's number one. Number two, the people who work, because the average person is not rich. I already told you, and you should know already, the one, the top 1% of the United States is rich. The 99% is not. And it's changing more and more every day because the middle class is slowly becoming the lower class. It's slowly becoming no middle class. So what's wrong with that? The bad thing with that is you have to work more or you have to um, do more. If you if, if um, back in the days, you could have one job and it will take care of all your bills, depending on what job you're in. Now, even people who make six figures got to get more um, financial um, stability in the form of having another job, opening up a business and still working. I know so many middle class people that have to buckle down. Because on paper, they on paper they look like they middle class, but they gotta really buckle down and get another job, a part-time job, or this or that, because all the rest of the stuff is going up. For a rich person, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. That's just a, another day. So that's the problem. The people who are old enough to um to collect social security, it's not a lot. So can you imagine if you cut it off, they worked all their lives and taxes was taken out of their money all that time and um, it's getting ready to get cut off. They fighting about it right now. That's number one. And these young people don't want to work. So naturally, if the older people who's collecting social security, when they was young, the older people that was the generation before them was taking their money. The young people now that's working, the older people are recouping the money from them. It doesn't stay in a pot and sit there and, okay, you collect it. Here's your money right here. That's not how it works. The um, younger people are working for their um, the generation above them. And then those people have worked from the generation above them. That's how it works. But when young people don't work, dwindling goes the Social Security pot. Not only that, the Social Security pot has to stay replenished. So what people do in the government is they invest in certain things so that the money could continue to go. But what's happening now is a lot of volatile markets. So the things that they used to invest in, they can no longer do that. There comes the housing crisis because a lot of the social security and a lot of governments and corporations they are now investing in property. I'm telling you, everything um, everything is relevant. Everything runs into everything else. So being that they investing in property now, because what they do, big corporations and even government, they will invest in properties and they'll buy the property. So if somebody wants to be a... a buy a house or there's a first time buyer and they get this uh, first loan and all this stuff, there's certain stipulations on the loan. When they want to go buy the property that they like, 
the minute they see the property, they may want to put money on that property, but guess what? Whoever, um, say they see it on Monday and they say, okay, we're going to go home, we're going to talk about it, and we'll get in touch with you by the end of the week. By the end of the week, it's already purchased. Because that's what's happening now with the housing market. And I'm not going to go down that road, but I'm letting you know how volatile Social Security is. Now back to the question at hand. I had to give you the information about that. Being that young people don't want to work, they don't, they're not contributing to Social Security. Being that the left, wing and, the left wing and the right wing is fighting about Social Security, it's volatile. So we don't know what's going to happen to it. So being that we don't know what's going to happen to it, what's going to happen when you hit 65 and 70? It may not be there. Now I'm going to throw this in the mix. If you never worked, if somebody never worked, they don't have a mental health problem. They're not married to somebody who never worked. Sorry. They're not married to somebody who worked. Or, um, yeah, I think I covered that. If they never worked, if um, they're not married, if they are married and the person they uh, are with didn't work, they can't collect it. I would say they can't collect it the conventional way. Okay, I would say that because Social Security is much more than yes or no. Okay, that's why I say you should go on to the Social Security site to, to really understand it. I would say this, those people who can collect Social Security, they collect it if they're married, they collect and they never worked, they can collect it from a spouse that worked. That's number one, but they have to wait for their 65. If they if they just came to this country and they have a business or whatever it is, that's a tricky one. I would say no, because they never contributed to Social Security if they just came to this country. Possibly if they marry somebody who did, but you have to be married more than 10 years before they retire. Um, if they have children under the age of 18 and the spouse worked, then they will be able to co collect it. And if there's uh, physiological and mental health issues, you will be able to receive it because under the umbrella of social security are different block grants. Now I'm not gonna go into the block grants, and they have different stipulations um, and uh, regulations that you go under. It is very difficult to get social security. The average person who goes to get social security has to apply more than once. Many times they have to get an attorney to help them. Now there are ways around that, but I'm not even gonna go into that. Like I said, when a lot of people don't work, a lot of young people's not going to get married either. They ain't get married. They don't want the hassle and they don't want none of that. They understand that situations are tough and a lot of them go together and go into getting apartments together and being roommates and all of that. If that is the case with you, my suggestion to you is to stay working. Get a career if you can. I already told you. Get, a, get educated, get trained. Get a career, work. Um, that is that going to guarantee you? 
I don't know because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We are living in the age of um, uncertainty. There's a question mark looming over the world right now. We at the end of the book. So I'm trying to be as realistic with you as I possibly can. As far as young people not wanting to get married and connect and all of this stuff, it's it's oh, it's difficult. It's very difficult. But like I said, in terms of social security, there's many stipulations and regulations. Water break. So the answer to that, like I said in regards to contributing to the economy by working and contributing to social security, that's something that was expected when you was born. <laughs> um, nobody can predict what's gonna happen along the way, or even if you was born with something, nobody can predict how that's gonna turn out, nobody. But the expectation is that you will work, and like I said, you contribute to social security as a young person and that older person um, takes your contribution. And when you get older, you take the contribution to um, uh, what happened when they were younger. So, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a whole lot. Um, yeah, so um, in order, in order to um, recruit that recruit recruit, excuse me, that Social Security, you have to keep working. And like I said, there's a big question mark looming in regards to what the future holds. So. That's how that works. I hope I answered the question. Ooh, it was so long. I, I don't even remember whether I answered the question or not. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'll say it again. Um, it's tough because um, the economy, um, the variables of the economy of people, um, young people working or not dependent, um, Social Security being at risk, for um, people working, especially with the government who wants to get rid of it. So um, with that, I hope that you can um, decipher which way to go, young people, because it's very difficult um, dealing with something's in my eye, so that's why I thought it's very difficult dealing with people who are determined to do whatever they want to do. There's a lot of people doing that, and um, that makes a difference. If somebody doesn't want to work, then they're not going to work. And if there's more people like that, like it's a concern in the United States because young people are not working. They want to be YouTubers and they want to be um, TikTokers. They don't have the aspiration or inspiration to be um, conventional um, ideals. Yeah, so that's the problem. 
So um, in terms of Social Security, a lot of people cannot um, apply for it and get it. Now, you can apply for it all you want, but it don't mean you're going to get it. Um, and that's what I mean. And in regards to this person who did ask me the question, the answer to him is no, simply because um, he came from another country and he didn't work. And, and he's not married to the other person who probably was working. Now, that's not clear to me because I'm not sure whether um, the person he asked for is married or not. And the other person is wealthy. So um, the answer's no. <laughs> yeah. So I know that was long-winded, but I did answer the question. <laughs> and I hope whoever here heard this um, explanation is able to decipher it and know that you should, um, like I said, I'm not trying to tell people not to be influencers, okay? <laughs> what I'm saying is to really give it some thought as to if that's going to be your lifelong goal to be an influencer. Yeah, because young people say, I ain't gonna work, I'm gonna do this. Well, how long do you believe that's gonna last? Honestly, how long? So that's that. Um, I hope that the answer satisfied you. And like I said, if you don't get it or don't believe it, go to the social security site and get the um, actual explanation as to who is able to benefit. I did not go into it deeply. Okay. That's number one. Um, and number two is, oh, that's number two, sorry. Number one was that um, if the person had a wicked heart and number two is in regards to social security. And this number three is thank you for listening to the answer. <laughs> And I hope I answered the question. And if you have any questions in regards to my answer or have a question that you need heard, then you can upload it. Because I get these trickling questions. And I mean, they all kinds of questions. If I could answer the question, then I will answer it. But if I cannot answer the question, I will definitely refer you to where you could go to answer it. Yeah. So with that being said, thank you for listening and until next time. Hi, trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description 
on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.